right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we doing tonight? Well, doing pretty good. feel like we're back in just sports happening all the time. Great! It was a great week of, of just sports on. And I was just thinking back uh, as, you know, I'm watching Champions League during the day, Brewers at night, basketball is going on in kind of the background for me. Um that is back. Like it's, it's just on. And I kind of thought back to, you know, the, the quarantine times and how much it stunk and how much I missed it. And just kind of took a moment to appreciate most of it being back. Uh, we'll get to some things that aren't coming back uh, like we about last week, but I uh, just wanted to take a moment maybe uh, to, to kind of reflect and go, we have sports back in it and it feels pretty good. So feeling pretty good and kind of a little bit reflective uh, as far as that goes. Marlo. How oh. about you? Wow, we know it's going to be a good one when Casey's feeling this good to begin with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sports are officially back, uh, if we haven't said that before. But you are right, Casey, there is just constant actual sports content yeah. as opposed to just talking about sports uh, going on. So that thing feels good. We got playoffs coming up, going or playoff mode going on with the NBA. That mm-hmm. feels good. Um, baseball seems to start to get their things on on track, so... We just got it. It's here. Sports is yeah. here. We're just we're in the middle of it. And got to be speaking like this this time of year would usually be that dead zone mm-hmm. type of uh, play. But we got you know like I said we got got the NBA starting playoffs. Baseball's in full swing. We're we were starving for it. We're now stuffing our faces, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was it, normally right now. It's just it's just baseball. It's those dog days, and yeah. uh, we got. Got some other things to talk about. Although that said, Marlo, we're yeah. going to start talking about <laughs> the show by talking about about sports and not actually sports that are happening, but sports that probably aren't happening. At the lead of the show last week, we were we breaking news, Marlo? We were assuming news. We were assuming news. Yeah, we had kind of there were some tea leaves. Uh, we read them. We broke and, news. And tried to get ahead of the curve. Yeah, uh, and I guess we technically were, although the timeline didn't happen as as. Right, definitive as we thought was going to happen. So last I week, clearly thought once I went to bed that we'd wake up to news about the, <laughs> what yeah. we got. Yeah, but we woke up and they said, "Hold, Big Ten kind of said, hold on, now we haven't voted on anything, we haven't decided anything." So then, I guess they just talked about it for a little bit more and then came to the conclusion. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, last Tuesday. week, it was Tuesday. That, yeah, that in fact, after <laughs> denying that it was the season was canceled, uh, that. They decided, in fact, that it was canceled. Yeah, due to uh, yeah, due to safety concerns and and all that stuff. I, I got the the video message from Barry. From Barry, did you watch that? Yep. Yeah, Barry was mad. He was he was ticked off, but he does the best. Bet his interest is the best for best for the players um, as this goes through. So, you know, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were the first. one. Well, Big Ten was the first one to do it. Uh, Pac-12 soon followed after that, and ACC, Big ACC, SEC, ACC, and Big 12 are still still moving forward. Yeah, they still sound like they want to play. Uh, I saw in the ACC some Duke medical uh, person uh, came out, so it's from Duke. So I was like, oh, you know, yeah, it's not like a Clemson guy coming out and being like, <laughs> we should play because we're Clemson. Although Clemson did say something, I want to. Uh, to touch on, but yeah. uh, they kind of said, we think we can handle this and we think that the risk is 
minor enough or low enough that that we can play football. And I thought that that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think to your point that Barry Alvarez being upset and a lot of other people being upset, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, so the commissioner of the Big Ten, I guess, in the end, made this decision, right? Uh, with the votes of the presidents and chancellors and whatnot. But it doesn't seem like they really got a lot of buy-in from any of the other or a lot of consideration or communication to any of the other major players, athletic directors, actual players, um, other kind of, I guess, constituents, as you would think, uh, uh, that you would want to kind of be on your side when you're making this decision. Now, maybe they thought that this is a decision they had to make, but they really fumbled to the execution of this by the timeline that we, we discussed and then by not getting the important people on board. I mean, you, mm-hmm. I th- would think you, as the Big Ten commissioner, would want to get at least the athletic directors on board with this decision. Maybe you can't convince the players, right? but, but you got to get the athletic directors, the coaches, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, those other me- people in uh, roles, those, those kind of uh, leadership roles on board, and it doesn't. It doesn't seem like they did that. No, they. Yeah, they definitely did not. Speaking of people uh, now on board, our boy Scott Frost went went totally off the board, <laughs> talking about he's going to go out and just play other teams, and quickly reeled that back in <laughs> after a little bit. But yeah. that was uh, that was a little bit of Nebraska relevance that that you know that's needed a little jump right there, but. Um, that was Nebraska thinking they it was 1994 again, right? Yeah, and hey. they could di- they could dictate things. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna dictate things. What, what were they gonna do anyways? Go play SEC teams and like I think they were gonna go try and play Big Twelve teams and okay, try to be part of the Big Twelve again. And yeah, I think fine. the Big Ten was like, then you can go join the Big Twelve. <laughs> and they're like, never mind. <laughs> we're sorry, <laughs> we're good. Yeah, I mean, if I was Nebraska, I'd be like, well, I guess they were just. I would have been worried first of all if it was just a Big Ten. Uh, schedule because like where are they going to get their wins from now? No, no conferences. <laughs> um, so, but but anyway, apparently, yeah, it was just Iowa. As far as the teams that voted, it was just it was just Iowa and Nebraska. I guess reports came out they're the only only schools that said they wanted to go ahead with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you <sighs> said, there was no. It was the presidents who voted on it. The commissioner, or not commissioner, excuse me. The um, the head of the Big Ten. Yeah, who made the final decision? And it's like, I don't know. I guess I was already like we talked about last Sunday. We're already in my head. I knew it was coming down, mm-hmm. so I don't even know it didn't wait to Tuesday. Like I wasn't like waiting on pins and needles that maybe mm-hmm. something would change. Um, so it's just like, and then when you look at the other conferences, what's the over under? If they actually let's just say they actually kick off, yeah, the season. What is the over like? If I set it at three and a half games, they get through before the ca- the season's canceled. Are you going over or under that? Oh, I think over. I think they're going over. If they kick off a real game, I think mm-hmm. they'll play. I think they'll play almost. I don't want to say no matter what, but mm-hmm. I think I think we've seen it with enough sports, and I know we talked about last week how college is a little bit different. Yeah, right. But I think they could get it done and, and provide a safe enough environment, um, which is why I think, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Big Ten made the wrong choice. I th- I mean, maybe I think they did, but that's just because I can't take away my like bias of like, I just want Big Ten football. So I can't like rationally think about like and say like, oh, they made the, I don't, 
oh, the wrong choice. Well, that's just because I want to see Wisconsin play football. That's yeah. why I'm saying that. I don't know if that's actually true. I can't diverge the bi- that bias in my mind. Um, but I think once they kick off, once the season starts, uh, it would have to take like whole teams getting uh, testing positive or something. I, th- I think it will be done well enough um, that that a whole season will play out. Okay, you have more faith in it, I do. Again, I again, maybe this is just my bias and my hope shining <laughs> more so than a, a reasonable or rational. Uh, yeah. So you think under the three point five? Oh yeah, I don't. I I just I can't because I it, it so if all teams are playing, I feel like it it only takes one outbreak for them for like college to shut it down. It, it like. If something happened, like it happened to the Marlins or the or the Cardinals in baseball, yeah. hmm. in college, I feel like they would just stop everything. You know, if like Alabama came up with that. Well, I mean, if Alabama came up with it, then that's it. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but I think in college, it's much easier just to go, okay, well, you know, uh, Mississippi State got it. Well, Mississippi State, you forfeit these games. You can't play this until you know X, Y, and Z. They're, if, I think they would get tested twice a week, so you could set it up so that the team. So let's say Mississippi State plays Auburn. Mississippi State has a couple players test positive. Quarantine everything in Auburn. You test twice. No players in Auburn get it or whatever. You know, I I, I think there's enough there, and I think that if they go into the season, I would assume that they would go. Look, if X number of players have it, that team forfeits it. Forfeits that game quarantine everything they play the following week let's move on okay then that's, how do you, I mean, that's, how do you that's how i would set it up oh uh, yeah okay but then how do you why are you even playing the season like if that happens that's what i'm saying if that happens and i don't know i don't even know how a season gets yeah i, don't I guess know how it, you get a championship i don't know how you do anything well i don't i don't know if we're gonna we, how, are you, how are you gonna get a championship for two of the five conferences yeah, that are playing that's what i'm saying i don't i yeah like what okay i don't know it's all confusing. i don't know if that, but this is kind of goes back to my thought about like the asterisks in like, oh, you know, is this the same? Is the NBA playoffs the same? Who cares? Like, it's <laughs> not going to be the same. This is different. Like, you can put an asterisk on it. You can do whatever. But like to get a conference schedule is important. Like that matters. That matters to, I think, sports fans to like have this as not a distraction, but as an enjoyment of something that we look forward to as our everyday part of our lives like to have an sec schedule matters and if you get a weird champion so what that's okay it's okay to have things go differently we're in a freaking pandemic <laughs> let things be different that's fine okay what about how, okay i'm just gonna throw these questions out so you tell you so then i'm just making this up this is all i mean I, no it's fine that's <laughs> fine I'm just okay, so so we, we're playing this season, yeah. right? We're ha- yeah. this is happening. I'm just curious how this is going to work. So I'm as, I'm assuming you're th- we're thinking no fans, right? We're thinking no fans. Oh yeah, for sure. I how I'm you, gonna I'm gonna assume no fans. Yeah. Go how ahead. are we telling? Hey, there's a game going in Tuscaloosa. Hey, there's a game going in, down in Gainesville. No one show up. I don't know how the SEC is going to do that. I mean. They cannot let people inside. Does that mean people aren't going to come right. tailgate? Yeah. To to some extent, I think you can. Right. You can say you you can't be on university stuff, but are they going to go around busting parties? I don't know. Yeah. Um. That that's no, a different, I, different I, conversation. But look, that's well, we're talking about college. That's we're talking about college football. I, I mean, 
for however many years in more or less the BCS is, or the BCS, the playoff format is still like this. We're just voting on the four teams we think are the best. That's true. Right? That's and true. no matter how, if more, if as long as there are four teams playing at the end of the year, <laughs> we can have the four last remaining teams in a little playoff. And that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It, and this will be not, the year we could always say, oh man, if, if only we were playing this year, we probably would have won the title. Yeah. And if something weird happens, right? And I don't know. Iowa State wins the championship because everybody else got Iowa State. the virus. <laughs> whatever. They have a championship. It yeah. counts the same. And they won in this terrible, terrible year. Congratulations, Iowa State. I don't understand why we have to make everything be the same. It doesn't. It's not that important. Like how the consistency of, of this. I don't, I don't feel it's that important. I would rather be able to have some sort of sporting event again this is i'm taking kind of some of the health concerns aside i want to make yeah, yeah no no right? yeah i get it right but like i just i would rather have college football than not and to to say well but it won't be the integrity of the game this sort of argument um doesn't isn't a reason not to have it i guess is what i'm at the end of the day i'm trying to say and we get too yeah. wrapped up in the in the integrity of the game i mean if yeah. these three conferences play We'll have an ACC champion. We'll have an SEC champion. We'll have a Big Twelve champion, and then we'll have a fourth team, and yeah. that'll be, it'll be about as similar to a normal season. Uh, Clemson came out and said, "I don't remember who it was at Clemson. Uh, maybe it was Dabo Sweeney. I'm not, I, I didn't write down who said it, but they said more or less like because the Big Ten and Pac twelve aren't playing, uh, that doesn't devalue a champion. Which at first I was like, "Hey, that's you know, how dare they say that?" And then I kind of was like, "Well, yeah." It's kind of kind of true. It's kind of true because you still have the SEC and Clemson, uh, which, and I guess Oklahoma, right? And those have been kind of the playoff teams, yeah. give or take, in Ohio State. Uh, so I was kind of like offended, and then I thought about it, and I was like, well, still, probably we'll get the same teams, and no matter, even if those two conferences aren't playing. Um, so I, th- I just think at the end to to sum- summarize my argument, Marlo. Uh, I think they'll make it happen. I think it's they'll make it safe enough. Not that it's going to be completely safe, but I think they can. They'll do their best to make it safe enough. And I think at the end of the day, those conferences want to play. Their fans want to play, and I think that's going to drive uh, them to to play. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. We'll, yeah. It'll be. It's going to be interesting. We'll see. Obviously, they're they're pushing ahead, and, and yeah, I, we'll watch. Um, we were gonna watch, and yeah. yeah, we could talk about. We could talk. Maybe we'll talk a little later as it gets closer. But we might have to pick a team. I was thinking about that, and I was trying to go like, okay, who's the most Wisconsin-y team? Yes, in each so, of these conferences. So this this um, question actually came up yesterday when I was talking to some friends because they, were, you know, one of our biggest fans. Shout out John Fox. Yeah, Josh Fox. Um, said, yeah, we have to pick a team, and I think we came up with for in the SEC Georgia. I was just thinking. Georgia. <laughs> I was just thinking Georgia. Uh, I was. Go- I my first thought was Florida, but then I mm. decided with Georgia because Georgia's been a little bit more successful recently. They win yeah. the East, yep. and then they can't win the big game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Wisconsin. Very Wisconsin. Uh, ACC. I don't know. It's just been Clemson so much. Is there even? Is that? Is there even a challenger? I don't even know who's on the other side. Um, is Virginia Tech on the other side? Probably. Maybe uh, they're not as good as they used to be anymore. Yeah. And then. Uh, Big Twelve, they they don't have they don't, it doesn't it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> just take right, just take Texas and just keep saying they're back. There you go, Texas. <laughs> that probably is. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, uh, okay, yeah, probably Georgia, but but Georgia seems like too good to just like kind of you know. But Wisconsin's pretty good. So. Yeah. Um, SEC East. Let's look. It's got to be Georgia. So let's go. East. This is me googling ACC. <laughs> this is me googling. I don't even. What are they? They're the coastal and something. That's not even what it is. ACC. Uh, coastal. Ah, whatever. Didn't work. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out when it gets closer. Uh, there is one last, I guess, maybe Hail Mary for the Big Ten season. Marlo, Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields has started an online pet- petition, which if you want to change the world, that is the way to go about it. Yep. Um, essentially saying we as players want to be able to choose to play uh, or not, and I really want to play, so let's play football. Right. It's very, very well thought out. Um, <laughs> but I get it. Players want to play. That's what they want to do. They don't, and they definitely want to be told they can't play, and some of their peers are able to. Um, and I mean, you know, the top quarterback from one of the top schools in the Big Ten. If he says something, people, I mean, the general public's going to listen, and hopefully that swells enough uh, momentum to get change. Will that happen? I'm guessing not, but it's worth a try. Yeah. Yeah, I think it had 113,000 uh, signatures uh, by when I looked up the article. So there you go. Um, that's I don't know how many does it have to get to enact change. Uh, but this kind of just goes back to like you needed to get the coaches and the 80s on because if Ohio State's coach and AD are on board, I don't think Justin Fields. Is, I mean, maybe he's out there saying this still, but like. I don't think it has the seemingly groundswell support of a lot of other athletes uh, if they had that, that buy-in. And maybe that buy-in is impossible, but um, it's interesting. Maybe it's, maybe this will be the action that saves the season for our entertainment model. Maybe. We'll show, we shall stay tuned. Do you think uh, – so it's obviously going to be messy with eligibility and everything, but yeah, do you think there's going to be a – like a transfer exodus or there can be, or they'll give waivers for all that from like the big 10 pac 12 to some other uh, these schools. If they actually play, I don't think so. Um, Cause it's so close to the season, right? Yeah, you, you're going to transfer yeah. to Georgia right now. And are you going to play then? Uh, I think it, it's possible. It, it could affect com- commitments and stuff, but I don't, I don't foresee it. Um, I, I guess I could see it happening, but maybe if you're a top talent, if you're Justin Fields and you want to play this year, uh, you could say, can I transfer to North Carolina or something and play? I don't know. He's yeah, he has a good, good lawyer. He can, he can yeah. get his way to maybe, play. On maybe, group. maybe, but uh, I think kind of the, the, in a general sense, I don't think you're, you're going to see that for this one season. Does it have kind of ripple effects going forward in recruiting? Maybe. But again, this is so. This timeline is so weird and unprecedented. I don't know how much how much that will yeah. uh, will change. Do you think it'll have any? I, I mean, do you think? That, I think I think you made a point about being too close, but um, you know, for football to make anything, it also depends on. I mean, the NCAA if they or like they inflict, you know, a waiver for no, you know not sitting out or or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think that because I don't think that I don't think the NCA would want to piss off the Big Ten and Pac-12. Yeah, in that way, I think it would be a huge slight to those conferences. But maybe they want to slight them for not for canceling the season. <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe, maybe the NCAA does. But th- that would seem – for the NCAA to decide that and then full – would seems like they don't move that fast, right, right. to make decisions. Um, so they would have to do it like today and then still players – you know, they're, these teams are in camp, right? Uh, oh, yeah. So – I can't imagine that a, a player would. I mean, maybe they would want to move because they want to play, right? But I can't imagine other teams wanting to take on you know a huge influx of players unless they're kind of that cream of the crop type athletes, where you, you just go, hey, you know, this running back is talented enough. I'll just take him, you know. But again, I, I think that there's so much. Not that I understand recruiting because there's so much recruiting I don't understand, but I think there's so much in you choosing the school that you go to that. Um, but I don't know, I guess canceling the season is a huge thing. Um, I just don't think that's enough to get people to, to transfer away, the, ta- the really talented players to transfer away from the schools they're at. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I just, I just always thought about it. Um, it's, it's, I think if they canceled earlier, that was, that'd be If they canceled, like, in March. Yeah, that could have been possible. Then I think yeah. uh, you could, you, you'd have people say, you know, then we would do this, like, player movement to play and then that would get denied in like april let's say where they're like no we're sticking to it and then you would have a players like let us then go somewhere where we can play but in this timeline as it is i don't i I don't think that there's enough time for all of that to happen which is maybe part of the plan gotcha so all right that was a lot longer than i thought that. yeah sorry we went down down a rabbit hole yeah let's talk about actual sports tomorrow into baseball we go uh up and down week for the Brewers. We played the Twins, found out they're really good. Marlo, you found this out last week. Yep. Uh, Brewers dropping two out of three to the Twins. Um, not not too much to say. The Twins are really good. They have a lot of really, uh, kind of like the White Sox, a lot of really good, exciting young players. But they're a little bit farther along than the White Sox in their process. Uh, just a lot of talent on that team. And they whipped up on the Brewers in the two games. The Brewers won a close one in the middle of the series. Uh, then Brewers went down to Wrigley and took three out of four against the Cubs. Uh, for some reason, we're the only, pretty much the only team to be able to beat the Cubs. The <laughs> Cubs are, uh, I think, have seven losses now, six losses, and four are to the Brewers. So we're the only team that apparently go. that's capable of beating the Brewers. The we always play Just them really in the playoffs. Yep, and. With that, the Brewers are back to 500, so that's my magic. Just stick around 500, please. Uh, we finally got some uh, bats going in this Cubs series, winning 6-5 to five the past two games and 4-3. to three. You might say, hey, that doesn't sound like too many runs to be kind of excited about, but Marlo, this Brewers team has been struggling at the plate. Obviously, Yelich has been struggling coming back from the injury and at the start of the season, even after this I'm doing air quotes, offensive explosion, uh, which I guess it has been. The Brewers are still sitting uh, 28th in batting average, 28th in on-base percentage, and 28th in slugging. Uh, not great. Uh, <laughs> and that's after after this series. I think they were um, they're 25th in runs. I think they were 28th before this series. Uh, and that included the Cardinals, who don't count because they had only played five games there. So finally some life. We got Urias in the starting lineup after his injuries and then his uh, his uh, illness. And then Smoke finally got going. Arcia almost had a hit for the cycle today. Uh, Kessin Hura got a little bit going. Yelich hit with another bomb. And Braun always does well against the Cubs. If this is his last game at Wrigley, he finishes his career with the 320 batting average at Wrigley Field. 
with 19 home runs in something like 95 games or something like that, which is an insane stat line for a particular opponent in a particular stadium. So um, that's the Brewers. The bullpen has been great. Uh, kind of we're win- when the Brewers win, they win close. When they lose, they get blown out. So they have like a minus 12 run differential, something like that, which is surprising for a 500 team. But that's because this is how this team wins. It's got to, it's going to be close when they win, and you're going to have to rely on the bullpen. And the bullpen, obviously led by Josh Hader, has been great. That's Brewers, Marlo. Any anything you got on the Brewers that I missed? No, I didn't see, no, I didn't not, see anything. Not on watching Brewers too much week. of Brewers. Either. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. How about your White Sox? What did the week look like? Uh, um, I guess much I, like the Brewers playing 500 baseball. Um, went two and one versus the Tigers, then turned around and got the off quarantine Cardinals. Yeah, uh, dropped two of them, won one of those as well. So, um, you know, it, yeah, like I said, playing five hundred, just hanging around that five hundred mark. Hopefully, they can have one big streak of winning, and then they can play five hundred the rest of the way and end up end up with a winning record in the playoffs. But the two, again, I feel like our teams are very similar. Um, we're playing the five hundred baseball, and it's yeah, it's like feast or famine. It's if the bats are going, they're going. But if they're not, it's it's off. There's nothing. It's tough. It's yeah. just nothing. Um, yeah. And today the bats were go. Well, yeah. Today's bats were going in the fifth inning, where yeah. the Sox hit not one, not two, not three, but four home runs back to back to back to back uh, in the fifth inning, which is <laughs> a major league record. But pretty awesome to see. Um, poor poor Real Maris. It was his. Reliever debut didn't go too well. Obviously, didn't go too well. Mm. Didn't go too well. So sad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, that's just to, to see that sort of when it's hot the against the young potential, um, and then when it's not, I can't tell if that's just an off day or are you know we still learning on the fly, uh, and when that's at. But here we are, still sitting at five hundred. Nice. So, oh yes, for it. So yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention on, on Saturday uh, it went to the uh, extra innings in the tenth inning, the Brewers won, and I w- my parents were over for a, a cookout, and so I was kind of I was man in the grill while I while the game was was finishing, and I forgot that the runner starts on second base, <laughs> in extra innings. <laughs> yeah. So I, me and my dad were so confused on how Yelich got to second base. We were like, I'm pretty sure we're paying close attention to the game. <laughs> Hello How did Yelich? Did he hit a double? What <laughs> happened? Because <laughs> he came around to score, and we were like, "We did." I didn't even know there was a guy on second. How did he get there? It was really, it was really funny. I f- totally forgot about that rule. The Brewers had one other um, uh, extra innings game uh, in the season, and I, I, I had fallen asleep before that. <laughs> before that one happened. Um, so next week, uh, I forgot to mention Brewers uh, back against the Twins again. So great, and then at Pittsburgh. So. Um, I expect, I guess, a similar kind of 500 a week here as we go. Um, other stuff in baseball. I tried to watch another baseball game where I watched the, what did they call it, the the Los Angeles, first Los Angeles, the um, interstate series, or what do they call it? Ah, crap. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I tried watching some of that. And the A's, the A's, I keep calling them the A's, the Angels, such an infuriating team because they have such, like, good individual players. They have a few really, really good players with Rendon, Rendon, Trout, 
and um, the rest of the team's just not good. <laughs> it's just really frustrating to watch because I want they. I, I just watch these, you know, the names. They have these big names, and I'm like, they should be a good team, and then you, they they're just not. And the Dodgers beat them eight to three today. So that was my attempt to watch other other baseball. Didn't go well. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. I've not watched any other baseball. <laughs> just, just to be honest. Have another time. No, I mean it's your team's, your team, everyone's team. Each is on every night. Yeah, I mean it's great, but like there's no space to watch other teams because your team is on all of the time, which is great. Um, but just kind of feeds into that regional. Like I just root for my team, and things happen outside of it. Um, all right, any other baseball stuff, Marlo? No, that's it for me. All right. Well, I got some other things. But oh, okay. Do it in the front. All right. NBA, Marlo. The what? Did, what is it? Were these play-in games? What were they? The end of the NBA regular yeah. season. Well, the end of the regular season. That was the regular season. And there was a play a play-in game. So there was a play-in game. Yeah. So uh, let's call them the bubble warm-up games. Gotcha. Uh, yes. Which is, I guess, a little bit more derogatory than I I meant it to be when I wrote it down, but that's what I did. Um, so which story kind of stood out the most to you? I think this is the way best way to talk about this. I don't know, not necessarily the most entertaining, but the biggest story, the most significant story. Um, I guess I'll throw out a couple. Uh, Zion, it seemed like the whole uh, tournament was designed to get him there, and he didn't. He wasn't didn't seem all that exciting, and his team didn't seem all that exciting. That was a little disappointing. Suns go. Eight no in the bubble. Uh, Devin Booker was amazing. Uh, Damian Lillard gets the Blazers in the playoffs and the play-in game. The play-in game process itself. Anything else, Marlo? What was the best uh, or the most significant storyline to you? Yeah, I, I think for the ones you mentioned, I go. I can even go a little deeper. The Zion disappointment, and I think the um, Pelicans, along with the Grizzlies, um, as well. Mm-hmm. They were both. Like, this was designed to get both of those, or at least one of them, into the playoff for a second time with Zion or uh, and with jo- uh, John Morant. Thank you. John Morant on the Grizzlies in there. And they were hot. I mean, it means nothing because it was last year. But <laughs> they were hot yeah. when, the season, when the season ended. And, you know, they came back. And, but it was also, I think the other story, too, with Zion, like, it was disappointing. But at the same time, they were only giving him, like, 20 minutes. Um, right, a game. So it's like, you know, what are you, what are you, what is he really supposed to do? The Suns. Um, I think the Booker. I think yeah, the Suns is, but on the back of Booker becoming, he was a, a star. But I think him having the attention and such a good play in the bubble was a big deal. Because I don't know, the Suns playing out west, and who the hell? I mean, who's a Phoenix Suns fan, anyways? Um, yeah. I think just getting that that attention was good. So. Um, those were kind of those were some of the the things that I would I was following um, along as well. Yeah. Oh, and also yeah. I think the other thing is the Lakers play like they did well, but like from a I guess the eye test, the Lakers eye mm-hmm. test I thought was uh, was an interesting one. Yeah, I think both the Lakers and the Bucks kind of stumble into these playoffs, and I guess. I look. It's it's funny because this is just the fan dichotomy, right? I look at the Lakers and I go, "Ooh, I don't know if they can put it together." I look at the Bucks and I go, "These games didn't matter. Like they're just <laughs> gearing up, and it's and it's okay." Um, but that's just. I guess I'm just being wishful, right? Uh, that's the Bucks because I think the Bucks are, to be fair, in a little bit of a struggle, and I think you saw it with uh, the 
Giannis headbutt. Um, yeah, your point. Bump. It was downgraded to a bump Ooh, later. Gotcha. Uh, I think you saw some of the frustration there that they weren't playing as good a basketball as they were before. Um, so I, I want to just chalk it up to these games didn't matter, but I think they're, they were trying to get into form and they were struggling to get there. So I'm a little bit, I'm not worried for round one, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I'm worried for, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yep. Uh, I guess my, the Zion thing, just in the sense that, it seemed like the NBA was like, here we're going to showcase our young guys, John Morant, Zion, even to extent Booker on the Suns. We're going to give these young players a chance to shine in this, not necessarily make the playoffs or make a deep run, but get, you know, promote them and get them attention. That's the way it seemed like it was set up. At least that's the way I was reading into how they set up this tournament. Um, and then to see him on a minutes restriction, despite the fact that he was probably only going to play eight games, was really disappointing. It was fun while he played, but his team didn't play well. He didn't play particularly well, and it just kind of felt like that's not what I was expecting. Um, so that's, I guess, my negative story. Two negatives, I guess. One was that I'll go with the positive next. Damian Lillard, kind of like Booker, were amazing. Yes. It was so fun to see him just go off. Um, I don't under and then he goes off on Skip Bayless. I don't really understand <laughs> like why why you would like he's he's doing a bit <laughs> like he's he doesn't really like hate LeBron James. It just gets ratings for him to say negative things about LeBron James. Like that's it's a bit. He doesn't really totally think these things. He he's a take maker. I mean, come on, settle down, everybody. Uh, Dame, settle down. It's he's Skip Bayless. He's gonna make stupid takes. It's what he does. Um, I put ballsers in here, not blazers. That's funny. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> but uh, the Blazers getting, uh, I guess, all the way up to the eight seed, and then getting in the playing game. And I thought the playing game was going to be really interesting uh, because you're going to have these nine versus eight seeds. The nine seed has to win twice. The eight seed wins, and in the East, we didn't even get one because yeah. the Wizards were so far back and they stunk in the bubble. I think they won one game, which was the last game. Um, and then in the West, kind of felt like Zion was disappointing. John Morant and uh, Memphis was a little bit disappointing. I just don't think they're ready yet to be uh, competitive and playoff like basketball. And Damian Lillard's an established star, and they won the first game. So, like, the playing games I thought were going to be fun, and they just kind of didn't happen which was a little disappointing. Uh, but that's because Damian Lillard was so great <laughs> in this in this playoff. So that is, I guess, our wrap-up of the bubble games, warm-up games. Now we move into the playoffs, Marlo. Uh, we got our brackets up here. What is the most interesting first-round matchup for you? What one are you most excited to follow along? Well, uh, and why is it yeah. the Bucks and Orlando Magic? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would go the other side of Jackie with the uh, uh, Portland and L.A. Yeah. Um, that is interesting just for what you were just talking of with Lillard coming through and can he put, you know, not necessarily are they going to be able to, you know, dethrone a one seed, but will they make it a series and what what will uh, what will Dame, you know, whatever Dame's going to use a chip to put a chip on his shoulder, do whatever, um, is he going to be able to bring that out and is that, you know, is L.A. going to, bring it to the next level or is Portland going to come through and take a couple and put a scare into him in the first round yeah I think that if you're I agree that that would be an interesting one I think if you're LA out of the teams you could have faced in the eight seed Portland is the the 
the one you wanted to face the least. Um, if I look at what my, you know, what I'm zooming out, obviously I'm interested in the Bucks, but uh, I think the East isn't going to get interesting until round two. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these seem pretty lopsided uh, in in uh, the East in the first round. Uh, and in the West, I'm a little interested in uh, Utah and Denver going head to head just because in my mind they're the same team. So once one of them is gone, I'll, I'll know which team is, you know, I'll, I won't be confused anymore and know which team is in there. That'll be great. Uh, but the one I'm looking at, Marlo, is the 2-7 seed, the Clippers versus the Mavs. And this is probably just a little bit of bias because when the Mavs played the Bucks, uh, the Mavs were awesome and Luka was awesome. And I think it'll be really interesting to watch Luka and Perzingis up against, uh, you know, the, the stars of the Clippers. I don't know that the Mavs can win, but they have a good coach. Luca maybe steps it up. I mean, he's going to be guarded by Paul George and Kawhi. That will be really interesting. Um, but I think Luca is going. He's going to be, I think, the best player in the NBA in a couple in a short amount of years. Uh, and maybe this is a step in that. I, I'm really excited to see that. Mainly because Dallas scores a lot of points. Clippers have a really good defense. It'll be a really interesting matchup. So that's the one I'm most excited about. Not going to say that's an upset. So let's go with upset picks, Marlo. I'm not going to take Dallas per se, mm-hmm. but I'm really interested to see how it goes. Um, just quick um, odds for you, Marlo. Yep. It looks like the Lakers, Bucks, and Clippers are each around plus 250. So there's no kind of prohibitive favorite. Uh, those three are kind of sharing the favorite depending on, uh, I guess, what day it is and where the money is flowing. But um, I think that's kind of interesting. But when we look at these first round matchups, Marlo, is there any one in particular that you can see uh, an upset happening, or do you think it's going to be primarily chalk or all the chalk throughout? I mean, I think it's primarily chalk, if, unless you want to call the five four upset with the Heat over the uh, Pacers. Could, could yeah, see that happening, but that you know, it's a five fours, and I, I don't know. So I. You know, that's the one I could see really being um, going against the seeding. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if we were to call that, that's probably it. Everything else, I think, is chalk. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm there with you. Uh, again, maybe hold up hope for Luca. Um, I would have been really interested for the uh, 76ers-Boston matchup, yeah. but obviously Simmons is out and beat. Uh, I don't know how healthy he is. So that's just a little disappointing because I think that would have been a really f- entertaining tough series now i kind of expect boston to go out um i guess if i had to pick one i w- i wanted to take utah but mike conley just left the bubble uh oh, no he had uh, a kid was born his, his son was born i think it was i say a kid was born <laughs> i think it was his son was born so he left so he, i think he could be back for round two mm-hmm. uh if they win but i don't know the, he's been okay for the jazz he hasn't been as good as we th- I think people thought he was going to be as good as I thought he was going to be for the Jazz. So I still think they have have a chance. Um, God, these two teams are just so similar. I can't get it out of my head. Um, so maybe it'll be Utah just because they're pretty much the same team as, as Denver. Maybe <laughs> that one. Uh, I could see Oklahoma City beating the Rockets if the Rockets just struggle like they have been prone to, but I, I don't know. I think it's going to be mostly chalk. I think maybe you'll get one or two, although I I think the Heat are favorites, even though they're the five seed, so I expect them to get through. But I think that's what we're looking at. Those maybe those four or five matchups, and then that's about it. I think. 
Yeah. So, all right. That was our exciting yeah. playoff preview. Breakdown. I think it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. We broke it down pretty oh, good. Yeah. We did all right. A plus. All right. On to hockey, Marlo. I was totally ready to just say <laughs> hockey was over because uh, the Blackhawks lost and got swept by the Golden Knights of Las Vegas. Uh, but they won. They actually won a game. So I guess hockey's still on. Yes, they did win 3-1 to one, uh, to scave off elimination in, yeah. in these playoffs. But Oh, it was three. Yeah, they got that empty dinner. Yeah, they got empty dinner at the end. Um, so, yeah, no, I was prepared, too, last night <laughs> after they lost to Come on, I'm like, well, hockey's over. But it's not. And this is it. This is the start of the good run. This is the start of the run. Um, Going to win three, three more in a row. Go on the next round. Stanley Cup, here we come. I definitely thought that uh, it was a best of five in the first round for some reason. So I thought, like, when all the teams, like a lot of teams went uh, down 3-0, right? Um, uh, I mean, the Islanders are up 3-0. Uh, the Blackhawks were down 3-0. And I think there was another series. So I, in my head, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, those series are over on in the next round. So I kind of say that hockey's over in, a little bit in jest uh, when the Blackhawks are out. Because right now we don't have another narrative, right? The narratives are just starting to get built. And we need, I think, to get through round one for me to kind of learn who the teams are, right? And and get behind a narrative or start to understand some of the narratives of the teams. Because I, to be fair, don't follow hockey (laughs) all of the time. So it takes me that, I think, that first round series to kind of build my understanding of the season, of the teams. Um, Although... I don't want to root for Dallas, but they have Joe Pavelski, and he had a great game. Was it today or yesterday? So I might be leaning toward Dallas, but that kind of feels weird. You know I don't like warm weather teams, Marlon. You know I don't like them. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll follow hockey. Hopefully the Blackhawks will stick around a little bit longer, um, at least long enough for us to find our narrative that we want to to root for in in the bubble, in the bubble, in the bubble, in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they're in bubbles. Yeah, they are in bubbles. bubbles. There are two bubbles. So, there you go. This is the that was, that was that was us trying. That was to us breaking down hockey at its finest. And now we get to breaking down what is part of America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Cake. All right, Marlo. I know you had a, as much fun as I did watching soccer all week. It was fantastic. Amazing. It was. Probably, so it was quarterfinals of the Champions League, and each game was compelling. Each game was interesting uh, and frustrating. It was, I can't think of a better kind of set of games uh, back to back to back to back like the White Sox hitting home runs. Um, It was fantastic. So started out the week. I'll just recap them quick because I know you remember this, Marlo, but I just want to remind you. PSG playing Atlanta. It was hilarious. The announcer wanted to say Atlanta every time, and I was right there with him, but he kept catching himself saying Atlanta and having to say Atlanta, um, which is an Italian team. And PSG Atlanta was having a fantastic kind of Cinderella year. They're a smaller club in Italy. Uh, they're in the northern part of Italy in an area that got hit really bad by uh, the virus. And um, was kind of like an inspiration. Uh, they led, they scored, uh, I think, relatively in the first half. They led all the way into stoppage time. PSG scored two miracle goals in stoppage time uh, to advance on. It was unbelievable. Um, 
way to end the game. Uh, it, it was great. Mbappe came on in about the 60th minute, and it was he has an ankle injury, I think it was, uh, so he couldn't start, but he came on and he just maybe came in at halftime. Either way, uh, he came on and he just completely changed the game, gave another dynamic, his speed, his power. Uh, Atlanta just couldn't couldn't cope with that, and he created the two goals uh, for that for the uh, for PSG. Uh, next game, RB Leipzig, Atletico. Uh, RB Leipzig 2, Atletico 1. Uh, again, another really interesting game. Atletico was the favorites, and you going to this game, you just felt if Atletico could score the first goal, it was over. RB Leipzig got the first goal, and it felt like they were through. Atletico got the tie, and then it kind of was a toss-up. RB Leipzig getting the last goal. Moving on. The game of the week, this is the one I had circled. This is the one I was so excited to watch happen Friday. I was so excited to watch it. Bayern Munich versus Barcelona. Two heavyweights going toe-to-toe. And holy crap, did Bayern kick the crap out of Barcelona. <laughs> Eight to two. Eight to two. It was unbelievable. Bayern were a machine. Uh, Barcelona completely out, outclassed. This was an outclassing. Uh, uh, more than outclassing, it was an embarrassment for Barcelona. Um so Barcelona probably had the best player in Messi, but outside of that, Bayern was better at every position, and it really showed. They controlled the game. They took their chances. They finished when they had the chances. It was a master class in how to dismantle Barcelona, and I don't know where Barcelona goes from here. This, is the, this felt like the end of kind of their run. They have a lot of older players. Messi's 33. They had, I, th- I think, three other their stars were 33, which is old in soccer. Um, Messi's still great, but some of these other players, they need a lot of turnover at Barcelona. Bayern, the kind of turnover Bayern has had and now have players stepping, younger players stepping up. Alfonso Davies, he's a left back, Marlo. He's Canadian. He's like 19, and he's probably the best left back in the world. He is awesome. He created one of the goals all by himself. Uh, he ended up with assists on it. Uh, I think Byron's the team to beat, uh, mainly because of the next game, but I think Byron's the team to beat. Uh, they just looked so dominant. It was... I thought Byron were going to win. I never in my wildest dreams foresaw this kind of thumping of Barcelona. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and then finally, on Saturday, Lyon, probably the upset of the weekend. Lyon 3 Manchester City won. Uh, Manchester City, I thought, were the favorites. Them and Bayern, I thought that was going to be a, a great semifinal. Uh, Leon got an early goal off of a kind of a, a Manchester City mistake. Uh, Manchester City had uh, tied it 1-1. Leon got another one again off of a Manchester City mistake. They just were clinical in the back uh, and let Leon have some chances. And then in the dying embers of the game, I think it was the 88th minute, the ball comes on a cross to Raheem Sterling. He's at about the six-yard box, and he sends it over the top of the goal. One of the biggest misses I have ever seen from from anyone. I mean, this is something I would do, right, playing on a Saturday in my pickup games. Like, sure, you know, we're playing on a crappy field. We send the ball over the crossbar all the time. But this is a world-class player. He's a, you know, one of the best wingers in soccer and he sends it over the bar, absolutely crushing. And then a minute later, Leon scores uh, to put the game away. Absolutely crushing for Raheem Sterling, who uh, used to play at Liverpool, and I generally kind of like he gets a lot of crap in English football. 
um, for I don't. <laughs> English football seems to think he's not as good as he is, which is very strange because he's English. Uh, but he's very good. He's not the best finisher, but he is, uh, as evidenced by this in, this terrible miss. Um, it just I felt bad for him, um, which is saying a lot because I don't like Manchester City, but I felt bad for him in that moment. Uh, Leon, move on. So we got our semifinals Tuesday and Wednesday, Marlo. I know you'll be tuning in. They're going to be at 2 o'clock our time. Um, RB Leipzig versus PSG is the first game on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we got Lyon and Bayern. I'd have to believe PSG and Bayern are heavy favorites for those two games, which would be an amazing final, which would be next Sunday. Um, I can't, I, if I were to pick it, I know you're wondering, Marlo, which team do you, th- do you think would be able to upset the other team? I'd have to go with RB Leipzig just because PSG has kind of had a history, a propensity to kind of choke it away <laughs> in big games. Um, the thought the thought is that their Atlanta game was the game if they were going to choke and screw it up. That was the game, and now they're over this kind of proverbial hill. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. RB Leipzig is talented enough that they could win. I don't see a world in which Lyon beats Bayern, which probably means that they will. <laughs> but um, Bayern's just too talented, and they're just operating at such a high level and Leon just doesn't have the talent I think to, to stick with Byron so um, I guess I'm I would like to see a PSG Byron final that would be the most entertaining final but I would be happy to see RB Leipzig in the final although then it would be what it all German final that seems weird so um, these are the things we have to consider Marlo as we decide who we're going to root for when the games happen so uh, and then the final as I mentioned Marlo next Sunday so We'll be talking about the final on next week's pod. I know. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, right. And then in the MLS is back cup. I don't think this happened before the podcast last week, so I just want to mention it. Portland to Orlando City one. Um, bummer, because obviously we were pulling for Chris Mueller in Orlando City. Uh, Portland wins the MLS is back cup. So congratulations, Portland. All right. That's it for the corner kick. Marlo, should we move on to... Um, throw-ins to wrap up the pod? Yeah, let's do it. Where are the throw-ins? All right. Strangely enough, this is in the throw-ins and not its own section. Um, and I guess, why do you think that is Marvel NFL training camps have started? Why are we talking about in the throw-ins and not <laughs> its own thing? Um, I don't know. Because that's where I put yeah, it. Yeah, that's where you put it. There hasn't, you know what? There hasn't been that much that came out. And I, again, I don't know. Hard Knock started. Didn't watch it. Uh, so camp is going on, and we're all just. I, I did read Dallas is maybe doing like a their own bubble or self bubble. Teammates are living with each other. Some stuff is going yeah. on. Yeah, it does seem like there's some sort of like uh, team bubbles happening, yeah. uh, which I think probably with camp happens right. somewhat. Anyways, yeah, um, probably not. It's probably a little bit stricter or different now, but I think that happens uh, kind of normally and. Why I put it down here, Marlon, and why I don't want to talk about it too much is I feel like I don't want to get too excited, yep. right? I, I just want it to go happen, to go well, and just like maybe if I don't pay too much attention or get too invested, it will just – all of a sudden the season will be started and I can be happy. Like I, I don't I, – I feel like I'm going to jinx it if I pay too much attention to it. So let's just let's just move on. But actually before we move on, mm-hmm. I think the this is the one story I saw come out of camps. Out of all the camps, 
A Seahawks rookie okay. tried to sneak a woman into a hotel dressed as a player Oof. and got caught Uh-oh. and cut from the team. Dang. Yeah, it's um, gonna happen. You can't. In mean, <laughs> rook, you gotta you gotta know. Like this isn't college anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past twenty three year old Marlo or me to attempt <laughs> such a thing. Um, but cost him his job. That sucks. Yeah. He was an undrafted rookie out of yeah. It's tough. That's tough. So it was it was kind of like the perfect person to like. Put your slam the iron fist on him, but look how serious we're taking this. Yes. Like, you probably weren't making the team anyway, but we're making a point. <laughs> so, good job, Seahawks. Uh, Marlo, you watched some interesting sport this weekend. Oh, I did. Yeah, um, flipping through the channels, ABC was supposed to have. I uh, was supposed to be sitting down and watch um, some thrilling WNBA action, but to my surprise, there was the 2004. Division Four Wisconsin State Championship going on, that was being played, and uh, who was on that team? I forgot what school he played for already, but there was a young Greg Steensma, who was yeah. rather spry and taking alley dunks off the backboard, uh, which I don't think I ever saw him do in Wisconsin. But um, but it was yeah, it was it was fun. I, I couldn't. I probably I got in there. It was probably second quarter, and I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't stay away. It was a close game, very yeah. close game, down to the wire. Uh, but Steven became came up victorious for the uh, the 2004 state championship. I think that was their fourth in a row. Didn't know that either. They were he was a powerhouse. Went to Randolph. There you go, Randolph. Randolph. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I'm still waiting for Steven to turn around. I still think he has a shot to be really good on the <laughs> uh, Just this never kind of. Uh, Never kind of got there, you know. He was he was much hyped. Uh, I mean, not crazy hyped, but like the athleticism was there. You know, he he was pretty good rim protector, but he just never put it together on the offensive end. Got into foul trouble a lot too. I remember him getting into foul trouble a lot. And uh, all right, well, congratulations to him winning the 2004 state championship in 2020. There you go. Good job by him. Um, all right, my last throw in Marlo Joe Dumars is back. Uh-oh. He is, uh, Vladivak is out on the Kings. Joe Dumars is in. Uh, I think it's long overdue that he got another chance at a job because, yeah, he drafted Darko. Sure did. But he also won two championships with the Pistons uh, as, a, as a, uh, a GM. So I think it's about time he gets another chance. Will he be successful at Sacramento? I highly doubt it. <laughs> but it returns. One of my favorite pictures of all times is him having a cell phone and a landline phone <laughs> held up to each of his ears. I love that picture. Uh, and that was back in my life, at least for uh, a moment when he, his uh, hiring was announced. So glad to have Joe Dumars and that picture back because it is hilarious. <laughs> Welcome back, Joe. It's been too long. Maybe he can be successful in Sacramento. They got a decent core, right? Fox is there. Yeah. I mean, they got that guy, the the Duke forward. Was it just me, or did did Lottie just every time they had him, I can't just look like I don't want to be here. I think that's just his like resting face. <laughs> he just, just he just looks here. generally annoyed <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I think I think let me not that we need to get 
too much into the Sacramento Kings here. But uh, I don't know. Maybe he could be successful. They have uh, DeAndre Fox. Yeah. Buddy Heald. Marvin Bagley. That's what I was thinking of from Duke. Jabari Parker. That's <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Guy's on the team. That's exciting. He's not even in a Sacramento Kings uh, jersey in this picture here. Ken Bazemore. These are NBA players. Maybe not Kyle Guy, but other ones. Harrison Barnes, they signed him for a lot of money. He's a professional basketball player. All right. There you go. Go Joe Dumars. I, I believe in you. Luke Walton's your head coach. Uh, maybe you can make a run at the eight seed next year. That'd be exciting. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. That is. Thrones, any other last-minute throw-ins? No, I think that was a good, that was a good throw-in me. segment. Killed yeah. it. Philadelphia beat Montreal, so they're up 2-1. There you go. Pavelski had a hat trick. I thought he did. I didn't want to say it and be wrong. There we go. There you go. End of end of throw-ins. End of throw-ins, which brings us to the end of this particular episode, Casey. As always, everyone out there, thank you for listening. Thanks for the love. You can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger fan. Casey, that's going to be it for me. You got any last words? Oh, I do. Uh, I Ooh. forgot in the corner kick uh, in the Europa League, Man City <laughs> lost, or Man City, Man United lost to Sevilla today, 2 1. So that was fantastic. Uh, the other semifinal is tomorrow. It is Shakhtar Donetsk versus Inter Milan. So that will be on around 2 o'clock. So check that out. Um, that is all. And I'm done, Marlo, I swear. Uh, until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.